0: Welcome to episode 26 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. hope everybody's doing good, and uh, thanks for joining me again this week, where I am smoking the Alec Bradley Black Market. So I'll just go ahead and head straight on over to their website and read the description. Every month for over a year, I had been working on blends with a special tobacco from Panama. The unique flavor of Panamanian tobacco that I so thoroughly enjoy somehow had to be shared with the world. Creating 18 different Panamanian blends, I smoked the third one in line and knew this was the Black Market. The mystery of Panamanian tobacco and the crate-like box in which Black Market is displayed illustrates the cigar's journey. Alan Rubin, and uh, it was rated a 90, doesn't say by who. Um, rapper is Nicaraguan, binder is Sumatra, and filler is Panama and Honduras. And the sizes are the Punk, four and a quarter by 42, Robusto, five and a quarter by 52, and the one I'm smoking is the Toro is a 6x50, Churchill 7x50, Torpedo 6 and an eighth x 54 the Gordo 6x60, and the Chunk is a 4x60. And that is the description of the Alec Bradley Black Market from their website. So let's go ahead and get into chapter 7 of What Does God Want by Dr. Mike Heiser. The beginning of this chapter is entitled, What's the Gospel? It may sound odd to ask that question at this juncture. We've just spent a good bit of time walking through the history of the Bible, the story of how God wants us in his family. We join that family by believing the gospel. I've discovered that a lot of people who attend church don't really understand the gospel. Some can't articulate it. Others, who can express it coherently, often struggle with truly surrendering to its simplicity. They suffer inside over truly believing that the gospel is all that's necessary for everlasting life. Some of you may wonder what I'm talking about. I'm willing to bet, though, that as I explain what I mean, you'll either see yourself or someone you know in what follows. We'll start by defining the gospel. I'll ask some questions along the way that are important to consider for clarity. We also need to talk about what the gospel isn't. When we get to that part of the conversation you'll see what I mean by the struggle I mentioned. What's the gospel? It's fairly easy to define what the term gospel means. The biblical word gospel refers to the message of salvation. The English word gospel is a translation of a Greek word, the original language of the New Testament, that referred to a reward given to someone who brought good news. Hence you'll often hear the term gospel equated with good news, the good news about the message of salvation. Let's think about that. It might feel like we learned something. I suppose we did, but we didn't actually learn the thing we needed to know. It's nice that we can now define a term, but actually we haven't said anything about the content of the message of salvation. We've defined what the word gospel refers to, but not what the gospel actually is. So let's talk about what the gospel means. What is the content of God's offer of salvation? What are the details of the good news? And why is it good news? The word appears almost a hundred times in the New Testament, so we ought to be able to figure this out. The Apostle Paul probably talks about the gospel message more than any other New Testament writer. He uses the word gospel for the message he preached about Jesus. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. 1 Corinthians fifteen one through 4. Paul defines His message, the Gospel, Elsewhere, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, concerning his Son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power, according to the Spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith. Romans one one through five. The content of the gospel, the good news, emerges clearly in these passages. Here are the elements. God sent his Son, who was born in the line of David, as the man Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, who was buried, and who rose from the dead. These items are the content of the Good News. Let me describe them again here, in light of the bigger picture of the story we talked about earlier. The Son of God became a man. He suffered and died on the cross so that our sins would no longer keep us out of God's family. He rose from the dead so that we could also overcome death and be with His Father, our Father, the only true God, forever let's probe that a bit. If this is the good news, why is it good? Lots of reasons. It's good because our salvation doesn't depend on our own performance. You don't see anything about your amazing track record or having a clean rap sheet in those passages. The content of the gospel is not about what you've done or might do or need to do. It's about what someone else did for you. That's good news for all of us, because none of us is perfect. None of us pleases God all the time. None of us is fit to live in His family and be called by His name on our own. We have to be made acceptable to God. The content of the Gospel tells us how that happens. Notice that Paul described his ministry of telling people the good news as bringing about the obedience of faith. He wanted those who heard his message to hold fast to what he said. How do you obey the gospel? Get baptized? Give money? Behave well? Don't be a jerk? Help the poor? Those are all worthwhile things, but no. God wants the obedience of faith. You obey the gospel by believing it. Did you also notice that Paul didn't say the obedience of comprehension? We may not completely understand things like God becoming a man in Jesus or how the resurrection could happen. That's okay. God doesn't demand we figure it all out and then get back to him to take a final exam. He wants belief. Understanding why these things are rational can wait. The content of the Gospel is God's offer to forgive you and give you a permanent place in His family. His offer shows His love and kindness. The Bible sometimes uses the word grace in the place of those terms. Since there is no greater power, God wasn't coerced into the offer. No one is twisting His arm. He offers you salvation because He wants you. All He asks is that you believe that is the good news of the gospel and that's the end of the first section of chapter 7 of Mike Heiser's book What Does God Want uh, now uh, we're down the road of getting into what the gospel is all about after uh, the backstory in the first few chapters so uh, pay special attention over these next few podcasts it's very important and uh, if you're if you're just jumping into the podcast here, I'd I'd recommend you go back to to the beginning and start at the first episode and work your way through. Because if you're jumping in here, going forward, you're not getting the whole picture. So if you're new to the podcast, start it at number one and just take the journey through. It'll be worth it. So I hope you'll check out the links in the show notes for the this week's cigar for. Uh, Mike Heiser's books, his Awakening School of Theology, his Naked Bible Podcast, as well as uh, Steve Wiggins' Groundworks Ministries for a daily devotional and Bible study. And the uh, store I've opened up for Burning Bush Podcast merchandise. I'd appreciate you checking that out as well. And until next week, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless.